can't make me. I, I can make you. You can't. No, I can't, actually. I can't make you talk. <laughs> but I can make you not talk. I'm going to sit here in silence for the next however long this lasts. Average about an hour, so we're... <laughs> It'll be a long time. <laughs> we might as well just record another day, then. I'll just... Uh, yeah, I got my, my Switch here. I'll just play that. What have you been playing on your Switch lately? By the D- way, I'm Tom. I'm Sam. Yeah, we should probably do that first. I, uh, I downloaded Octopath Traveler. I was wondering if you would have gotten that since uh, we last talked. I did. How is it? It's fun. I enjoy it. It's 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 a good RPG. It's good like classic style uh, RPG. <sighs> the demo that I played it fit very well in the throwback mm-hmm. world. I yeah. would say, and it was a lot of fun. Yeah, it, it's still a lot of fun. So it's interesting. You you have your eight characters. You can pick who you want to be your main character mm-hmm. for your your playthrough. Uh, essentially, that's the one you're gonna play. Like you're stuck with that person until you complete their story. Yeah, but. Along the way, you can collect the other eight. Oh, can you swap out who you're going to yeah. be? Oh, you can interesting. Have a, you, have a, you can create a party of four. Mm-hmm. So you have your the the knight, the dancer, the thief, the apothecary, the scholar. I think the other one might be like a pirate yeah. and a cleric. And I'm missing someone because there's eight. There's a merchant, right? Merchant. Yeah. That's the one I'm missing. Uh, so I think that's all eight of them. And so you, you pick your main character. I picked the knight because I was just like, ah, we'll go with this. I don't know what, what I'm doing here. I'm yeah. just going to pick that. So I picked the knight. And you play through his first chapter. And then it opens up to the world. And you can travel around the first ring of, uh, of cities you can go to. You can collect the characters. So if you complete the first ring, you'll get all eight characters. Mm-hmm. And then you can create a team of four. Crappy thing. Your characters who are not being used will not get any experience points. So unless you swap them out, they're going to stay at whatever level you left them at. So you're playing Pokemon. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. So that kind of sucks. And then each character has their own, like, special ability. So, like, the knight can do challenges. So if Mm -hmm. there's someone standing in front of a door, you can challenge them, beat them up, and then go rob them for whatever's inside. (laughs) I remember the dancer was good at convincing people to do things. Yeah, she she has what's called a lure. A lure. And she'll... uh, So she will... She essentially gives you a fifth character. So if you have four characters or however many you end up having, but if you, let's say you had four, you can use a lure on a, on a NPC and then they'll join your party and you can essentially get a fifth uh, party member while you're fighting. For, That's kind of And nice. each, each uh, thing. So like if they had, let's say each character has their own um, number of times you can summon them. Cause that's what it's, what it's called in battle. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can summon them like, let's say nine times after the ninth time they run away and you have to find a new person. Okay. Um, that Dancers never, always tricking people into helping them out. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's that belly dancing. Yeah, who doesn't like belly dancers? I don't. I don't know. Horrible people. Probably. So yeah, I'm. I'm currently working my way. I'm gonna. My next stop is the thief, and then I'm gonna backtrack for the apothecary. The one, the fucking thief. He was too far away, and I'm like, I'm gonna get him now. So I have. I have the dancer. I have the knight, the dancer, and I'll have the thief and the apothecary until I get to a cleric. Okay, and then once you have the cleric, you're going to swap out who for the cleric? Probably the apothecary. Apothecary. <laughs> we'll see who else might get swapped out for some of the other characters as I find them. Uh, but I want to keep a variety because like some of the, I think it's like the pirate and the um, the knight essentially both have challenge or duel, whatever mm-hmm. you want to call it. So it would be stupid to have both of them in your party. So you got I want a variety. Of different of abilities. Different, yeah, and it's always nice to have a cleric, someone to heal. Yeah, I know if I get the game, uh, or when I get the game, I should say, I'll definitely start off at the, as the dancer again, because that's what I played in the demo. Now, my one question is, can you enter shops? No. Okay. I was going to get to that. <laughs> uh, so it's, so there are ho- some houses you can go into. Uh-huh. Uh, some houses you have to beat up the person in front of the door to get into. Yeah. 
and then the shops are just like it's a door to a menu. Yep, I know. It's <laughs> so fucking annoying. It's, so it's it's stupid. So in some ways, it's stupid. It it, it would be okay. just throw up a shop splash screen, like literally yeah. the indoors of the shop or something like that. Yeah, yeah. That w- so that would be nice. Um, my my biggest complaint with that though is so like I'm cool with the idea of it just going to a menu. It it, it removes some steps. It just brings up the menu. Cool. I'm mm-hmm. great with that. Why the fuck is it then when I go into the pub, I can talk to the 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 one guy in the pub that lets you that essentially opens up a menu? Yeah. Why isn't the pub just hey here's your menu of things you can do at the pub? It's not consistent and it's yeah. odd. So that's where that's like the, 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 the aggravating part for me. The inn and the two shop like the what the item shop and then the the, the weaponry the bazaar. shop. Yeah. yeah. Those those two and the, and the inn are all just menus. Like you go to those doors and they just bring up a menu. Yeah, I, I was I that was my one comment on their yeah. thing. They did not take my comment. They did not listen. They, to did, you. they, said, they didn't take you. my they didn't take my criticism seriously. They said, Fuck you. The uh, the other the other funny thing about this though is uh, so apparently they didn't think this game was going to do that well. So there's not enough physical copies for people. Oh, so really? some people are like on like a one to two month wait on Amazon to get a physical copy. Oh man, I downloaded it. I, yeah, I, I was would like, download it too. I, then. I went to GameStop and I thought about pre-ordering because I wanted. To, I was like, yeah, get the special edition. I was like, fuck it, I'm just gonna download it. I don't yeah. care. Um, also, Prime Day, Prime Days are going on. Amazon oh. Prime Days, and uh, I picked up a 200 gig uh, card for my Switch. So I'm gonna probably cancel my. Um, I'll, I'm gonna hold on to my Smash Brothers pre-order, pre-order to, just in case something cool pops up to make it worth getting a physical copy. But I might cancel that one and just put it on digital because I think with the Switch I'm gonna set, start doing a lot of more digital stuff. Yeah, just because I can carry it around that way. Exactly, and then you don't have to switch out games. I know uh, my yeah. buddy was wanting to do that. He wanted to do all digital, mm-hmm. but the cards get expensive when you get a lot of games. Yeah, um, it was like. Fifty dollars for that. I think I don't know if I said, it, but it was like fifty bucks for that. Uh, that two hundred dollar, two hundred gig stick, whatever the fuck those things card, mm-hmm. micro SD. That's yeah. what I was looking for. <laughs> Not too horrible though. Oh, finally here comes some rain. Then it had rain earlier apparently, and then it stopped. And it then rained it was over. earlier. Uh-huh. It, so like, well, when I was driving here, it was pouring at, at, at my house. So then it, like it eased up as I get, and just stopped as I made it over here. But everything was still wet. That's so crazy. Since you had rain and it passed over to me. I didn't know it was. If uh, we, it was. We had we had thunder and and it, th- it thundered for a yeah. little bit. Then all of a sudden it just downpoured. Yeah, it thundered. Um, I mean I was in southern Ohio all weekend and we had no rain whatsoever. And uh, I didn't even hear the rain when you were on your way over because uh, yeah, on my way over. Yeah, on my way over it really wasn't raining much, but apparently it rained at some point because it was all wet on yeah, the way here. Interesting. Um, very slightly then. Yeah, it was like we didn't over the weekend. We didn't get much rain. Uh, we had uh, some rain overnight, I guess. Dad said, and then. When we were out visiting my uh, grandmother at the the nursing home in like the Akron Canton area um, down that way, mm-hmm. there was a little bit of rain, but it wasn't much. It yeah, wasn't there, much of anything. There was some nice thunder earlier. I sat outside and read for a bit, on listening to the thunder before any rain came, mm-hmm. and no rain came. So I was like, I'm just gonna go inside from the gazebo because uh, rain would have been nice. It was a hot weekend. Uh, went down to Starwood, my first pagan camping festival. It was a great time. Really fucking hot, especially because I had to camp in the field. In the sun. So you go to bed at like who knows what the fuck time in the morning after your drum circle or dancing or whatever the fuck you're doing. And it's like 3 to 4 o'clock in the morning and you wake up at 7 o'clock in the morning sweating your balls off. (laughs) Then you're like, okay, it's time to go just run over to the shower area and just pour cold water over my head. (laughs) But Starwood, that was a lot of fun. A whole lot of fun. Made it there Friday around like probably about 5 o'clock after I got off work. Took half a day. Drove down there. 
then uh, ran into one of my friends, set up with her, uh, her mom and her roommate, which was good because camping was all pretty much already taken up by the time I got there on Friday because it's been a week of a festival already. Got to eat some good food. Amy's mom cooked a vegan food. She would always uh, just invite me back over to eat food so I didn't have to go use any of my dehydrated meals, anything that I would have to heat up because that would have sucked trying to eat chilly in like 95 degree weather <laughs> definitely would not have been preferable i don't know it was nice because i was able to go uh stick my feet in some water for a bit go hiking around in the woods do some pagan little rituals with other people do drum circles around big fires do drum circle around even bigger fires like 100 foot tall <laughs> fires oh it was fun it was a good time i'm definitely going to go back next year and i think possibly uh do the whole week because it would be interesting to stay a whole week in that environment and go to all the different workshops because they schedule so many workshops at the same time. You have to pick and choose what you want to go do. Do you want to go okay. do this ritual or do you want to go look at identifying plants or do you want to go do this or do you want to go do that? And there's only like three time slots through the day because everything's like an hour to two hours long. And so you got to go and pick and choose. But if I'm there for a week, I feel like I definitely get a lot more of a variety. Yeah, I'd imagine so. I didn't think that they, because I didn't think that they would do all that kind of stuff. Oh, yeah. They, like, the, I didn't think like, like when I think of a festival, I don't think of workshops. So oh, yeah. No, this, this is not uh, one of the hippie druggy music festivals. I mean, there's definitely hippies there and whatnot. This is more of like a learning spiritual experience type deal thing. Okay. Like when I got there, me and my friend went for a hike through the woods and then i'd wanted to go to this druid circle uh one of the druid sects that's up here in cleveland the stone creek grove was doing a ritual on friday at seven o'clock but we went for a hike and then we realized our hike was taking really long we're like ah well we'll get back there eventually uh the trail ended up right at the circle right at seven o'clock and so i got right to my ritual right at the perfect time and i'm like well this is meant to be so i guess this weekend's gonna be a good weekend got to hang out with the druids for a little bit it was a very good weekend that's cool yeah, definitely want to go again next year and participate a little bit more. I was able to participate in a little bit of the uh, potlucks because Amy's mom cooked up so much stuff and whatnot. Go take some stuff over from there. And since our camp participated, we were allowed to eat and got a lot of random good food from cool. people hanging out in the middle of the woods. Nice. Yeah, my weekend wasn't nearly as exciting as that. I mean, I picked up Octopath Traveler. I was playing that. I, I don't know. At some point in the past like two weeks, I overdid it in something. I was exhausted this mm -hmm. past week between sleeping like crap for some reason and just being exhausted. I, I, my weekend was like very just sit back and, and just breathe and relax. Oh, Edit a few I, videos. And uh, apparently one of them didn't render properly. So I got to fucking redo that. Oh, well. But it'll come life. out again. It, it's done. It's there. I haven't deleted the file. So just fucking we'll redo it. Yeah. Thankfully, that's just a click away. Yeah. And about, like, an hour and a half of waiting. But, yeah, sometimes you just need to relax. Like, because I was going Friday, drove four hours down there, then hung out all day in the hot sun, and then was around a probably, like, 200-degree fire circle all night long in the middle of the woods. Yeah. So I, I was completely just tired, like, done. Mm. Saturday comes around, do the same thing over again, but with an even bigger fire that you run around and just done. Um, and then working security, because I took uh, over a shift of security to help out from 2 to 6 a.m. So, like, Sunday, staying till Monday there, that was exactly what I did. I just sat and relaxed all day long. I went and took a shower. I went and walked in the pond. went and took another shower. went and walked into the pond again. I didn't make it all the way to find the fairy shrine. They had a fairy shrine, like, 45 minutes deep into the woods, and I didn't quite make it out that far. Would, uh, it, would it enhance your, your clothing? I, it could enhance my clothing, <laughs> man. It, I don't know. a giant, like... I, I don't know. lady come out of a flower or something. She does some weird stuff to Link, man. I don't <laughs> know. Does. I, I, I could have enjoyed did you, that. Did you ever finish, like, maxing out any of her? Any of no. The, like, oh. No. So, you, so what, you, you have to find each of the four fairy shrines in mm -hmm. that, and uh, then you have to 
give what I think it's so many rupees for each one or yeah. so, it's something and, and then, usually so then, some ingredient yeah so whatever you have to give them then it, it opens up and once you open it up you open up the next upgrade to your armor set and once you get to the fourth upgrade at that point i'm pretty sure she's doing something that, that is not that, that is the general <laughs> consensus i've heard like, like at first it's like oh i'll tap you on the head and mm-hmm. then like it's a i'll blow you a kiss and and like I, it's just like every time it, it escalates and then it always cuts to black and you're like, what what just happened to Link? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> did, did she just she used him <laughs> yeah. as something? Yeah, like do I do I need to get doll out? Does Link need to tell me like <laughs> where where did, where did the, the creepy fairy lady touch you? I don't think it's where did she touch him. Where did he touch her? I, I or mean, where did she use him to touch her? Yeah, <laughs> that's <laughs> more of what it is. <laughs> Uh-huh. Uh, but then, but the look on his face too when he comes out of it—it's just like I've seen some things, and I'm never gonna be able to unsee. Oh this. yeah, never, never. Uh, uh, but yeah, I recommend going back to that game, f- grinding that out, and finding some stuff because oh man, I might just need to go right back to Wisteria right now and go to that fairy shrine <laughs> if it's still set up. I don't. I didn't take a too much of a walk around today to see if all the shrines are set up because I had a shrine to Gaia, Mother Earth, um, that you could leave stuff at, and then they had a pirate shrine for. Uh, Pirates. I don't know why, but uh, it was sweet. The flying Spaghetti Man's monster, yeah. man. Flying Spaghetti Monster's first creation were the pirates. Ah, well, then that could be why. I'm I assuming. actually didn't Dude, see I'm, any I'm legit- flying spaghetti monsters, and I was expecting that. Um, I mean, I was, well, they usually walk around with, like, the... The, the pasta bowls on there. Yeah, 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 the strainers, the yeah. pastafarians. Yeah. There's rastafarians this weekend. I just didn't see any pastafarians. Um, I'm just assuming that's what it is. I mean, it could just be, like, they were just... Pirates, because cool, why not? I, yeah. I, but my assumption is flying spaghetti monster. It could be both. Probably both. I'm sure someone there ha- would have linked that connection, too. <laughs> uh, there was a lot of interesting people there. A whole lot of interesting <laughs> people. What else? There was another shrine. There was an Egyptian shrine down at Papa where all the drummers' circle was and all the fire. Then there was the Turtle Mound, which was a mound built in, tur- in the shape of a turtle. I don't, there was, was a whole for, bunch. Was it for Yertle the turtle? Uh, no, it might have been for Donatella. Oh, I was I was hoping you're the turtle, and no. everything he saw was his his domain. No, there's a little bit of orange. Wait, no, orange th- is Michelangelo. My, Michelangelo. Yeah, Donatello's purple. Yes. Yeah, Raph I was red. Yeah, Leo's blue. Donatello's my favorite. How did I get him wrong? I don't know. That's bad. That's bad. You're a horrible person. I am a horrible person. I I really am. <laughs> so what else have you been up to? Anything else? Not too much. I'm trying to think. Everything's just in uh, recollecting mode right now since I just arrived back home like five, six hours ago and reality is setting back in that I have to live in society again and not live in a... Hippie commune? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm, I'm telling you, dude, like I've never lived in a nudist colony until this weekend, but pretty much uh, there's a lot of titties everywhere. I'm sure. I mean, dick's flopping around. You got to you gotta take what yeah. you get, but uh, you don't got to look down, yeah, so it's, it's not n- nothing wrong with that. It's true. Um, as long as you keep your focus up above uh, naval area, you're perfect. I mean, have you ever seen Watchmen? No. Oh, I, d- I mean, it's a, it's a good it's a good movie, but there's just blue penis. All oh, I have heard there's a lot of blue penis in that movie. <laughs> yeah, no, I haven't seen that movie. I haven't been down with the blue dick. <laughs> uh, if you go, to, if you if you decide to watch it, I recommend the uh, whatever the director's cut, the Snyder cut or whatever it's called. Do they just cut out the blue penis no. and all the good stuff? No, the it's blue penis is there. It might actually be there more often. I have no idea. Okay. I just it, I when it comes to director's cuts, it's usually a good idea to pick those up because you get more of the story. It's not confined to trying to to please a movie audience mm-hmm. sitting in a theater. 
So you get more of the stuff, just like Donnie Darko. Yeah. If you ever get a chance to watch Donnie Darko, the director's, director's cut is the better version of that movie oh, yeah. because there's so much more information and uh, more continuity to that story because of it. And oh. it, it, you don't, if you're not paying attention to the movie, you'll still end that movie and go, "What the fuck what the happened?" Fuck happened? But, uh, but if you're paying attention, you're like, "Oh, this makes a little bit more sense just, now." He did that. I get it. Yeah, I haven't watched Donnie Darko in a while. That might be on my list to watch soon. It's oh, great movie. Oh yeah, great, great movie. I used to watch that a lot. That used to be one of my movies I liked to go and watch tripping because it was a trippy movie. Yeah, it was. Fucking Frank. Yeah. Frank! God damn it, Frank. <laughs> now every time I hear Frank, too, I just always think of Always Sunny in Philadelphia and goddamn Danny DeVito. Oh, I just I think of the demonic bunny. Yeah, no, I, I think of both, but, uh, I mean, shit, Danny DeVito needs to be a demonic bunny. That'd be great. That'd be weird. That'd be really good. I mean, he's been birthed from a couch. He can do anything. <laughs> Have you watched Always Sunny? I have not. Oh, it's so good, man. It's so good. I don't know if that's a show that I'd really be interested in. I don't I just it never really piqued my interest. I have never really given it a shot and I don't know if I gave it a shot if it would actually hit that niche for me. I love ridiculousness and dumb antics and stupid adventures. Yeah. And so it hits all those. It does. It does. I was thinking is like like I love I love some really stupid movies. Um the Jane Silent Bob movies are, are a perfect example of that. But then like <clears throat> Give me um, Napoleon Dynamite. I'm like, I fucking hate that movie. I cannot stand it. Uh, so I'm like, I'm weird with some of that stuff. Some of it, I'm like, that's fucking funny and that's hilarious. And other ones, I'm like, what? No, that's stupid. Vote for me. Oh, that movie. I haven't seen that in forever. There was someone dressed as uh, Napoleon Dynamite at Rock of the Range, though. I remember seeing. I think I remember seeing that. Mm-hmm. It, it seems familiar and yeah. it definitely fits the the absurdity of that place there's a t-rex this weekend walking around the fire there, there's all those hippies doing our little chants around the fire going around and there's this big t-rex walking around the fire in one of those blow-up suits mm-hmm. i was kind of hoping one of the fucking <laughs> embers would come down because i mean this is like a fucking hundred foot fire these embers <laughs> are raining down on yeah. us like you're getting covered it was great uh <laughs> sad i finished um putting together my army so I no longer have um a headless Swarm Lord or armless tyrant warriors. Then I, I assembled my pyrovore and my biovore. Your biovore. How uh, how hard was it for you to clean up your not models? That, not that bad. Okay. I so, I've had enough experience with that similar casting for like making Gundam models. Some of those are really soft, and then other ones are like the hard plastic, and you got to clean them up, and you do the best you can without gouging the pieces yeah that's always a problem without gouging them. but then again like i think you said one time even if you gouge your guys yeah, they're zerg they <laughs> they can look like they got hurt yeah my my uh my my tyranids if they my zerg if they if they gouge it's like oh hey it's just a feature now mm-hmm. <laughs> i don't have to worry about it but yeah they weren't they weren't that bad there were a couple of times where i was like ah that may have gone in too far just because of the way the the mold was like the actual break off point wasn't yeah. in a good spot. So that, that created some issues. I have a couple of fine cast models. I have to put together that I'm not looking forward to because they're softer than the regular plastic and I don't like them as much. No. You have, a, you probably actually have a little bit more experience building some of the stuff than I do with your Gundam models. I put a, put a few of those together. I, just, I, I bought so those. much eBay, <laughs> <laughs> but it's okay. I was, I had, I had a harder time dealing with the magnets. So I now have two different sides of size of magnets. Uh, my smaller ones work better for the, uh, 
the ty- the warriors and I have the bigger ones for the hive tyrants and stuff. And the swarm lord and such. Yeah. Getting those magnets to sit the way I wanted them to sit because I wanted all sides to be the same polarity so I wouldn't have to fuck with. The, yes. Oh, is this the right one or is that the right one? And, and that can be hard. Sit there and guess. Yeah. That, that's so, a bitch. So getting, just getting the, the magnets in the body yeah. was the hard. Getting the magnets on the arm pieces was easy. Yeah. Although I'm, I imagine it, it could have been more difficult had I have like shaved out part of the arms so mm-hmm. that way the magnet would sit in there more more in a flush fashion. I just wasn't putting that kind of time into that though. Okay, so you didn't do that because no. I I have a little Dremel that I do that I drill I into both sides. Dremel, so yeah. I can't do. I'm not doing that. That was not. Well, it, hand Dremel type deal because electric power Dremel, I drill through my finger <laughs> easily in a second. I'm not good at this modeling shit. I just like to do it. I I didn't I didn't bother to to try and Dremel. I don't have a Dremel of any mm-hmm. kind, so I didn't I didn't bother trying to do yeah. that. Well, if you get the right size magnets anyway, you really don't need to because it mm-hmm. just extends out the arm a little bit. I always don't. Yeah. <laughs> ever. I right. I think like I have a variety pack of magnets because I didn't know what type of magnets to buy, and uh, that's what I ran with. Yeah. And I still am using up. I'd say I would say both of my magnet sets are deep enough and wide enough for those two size of, of models, essentially. Is that what she said? It could be. I don't know. I was trying to look for innuendo there. You, and that was the easiest you, you I could, could go yeah, with. I would say it was there. But I was also trying to like work around that. And <laughs> it was, it, there was no getting around it completely. Yeah, um, so... I don't know. I'm excited for uh, doing some model building here in the near future. I need to I'm, do some. It's my been next, a little bit. My next step is painting. Yeah. So I have... Uh, Everybody's surpassing me. <laughs> I need to do my my dwarven team in case I do this next Blood Bowl league. I got I got primer and I have some paints, mm-hmm. so uh, we'll see how this how this uh, spray on Krylon primer that I found will, will work. Krylon isn't horrible. Sometimes do it when it's not humid outside, if I remember right, because I think the one time I did it when it was too humid, it kind of glopped up a little bit, like uh, not glopped up, but texture of concrete, like the kind of grainy outside okay. is what I got. And I read up online that that could be because too much moisture is in the air is keeping the paint particles together when it's hitting the uh, thing instead of spraying them out completely. Okay. I think that's the science behind it. I don't know. I don't I don't know yeah. that much. I don't know. I haven't. I'm, that's like the next thing I got to figure out is, yeah. is that particular portion of it. But I got to clear off space so I have a place to paint mm-hmm. and then take thing, take like a couple of them outside, spray the primer on and paint some smaller stuff so I can get a gauge on what I'm actually doing. Yeah. My one buddy also wanted to have a painting day, so... I, but I need to go out and get for my dwarves the proper colors because I have some old-ass Reaper paints that we bought off of a co-worker, me, my buddy, and another buddy I worked with. We all chipped in to buy this full set, and it was already a year old at that point, and now it's like three years old. <laughs> so uh, some of the paints aren't that good. Some are way too watered down, and I, I've been painting up my dwarves kind of in brownish colors, mm-hmm. and I the orange Orange just takes like four or five coats, and it's so fucking annoying to yeah. try to do four or five coats on 11 guys. So I'm like, I got halfway through, I got six guys done, and I'm like, I have another six guys to go because I think I have an extra guy in the pack, and then I have their big death roller, which is a huge machine that a dwarf rides on uh, with a keg of beer and fucking tries to roll everybody over. It's a secret weapon, so it usually gets thrown off the field right away because it's an illegal procedure. <laughs> But I still have that to paint up, too, and I'm not going to use shitty paints on that thing. Fair enough. I think that is one of the most expensive models I personally bought. Well, for the size, the most expensive model. I think it was like 60 bucks for... The size model that it is. Okay. For one single model. Yeah, I've... uh, I got some... My my primer's... It's a white Krylon, so... That should be... 
nice for painting over. Yeah, I usually use gray or white. Black if I'm doing all dark colors. Mm -hmm. But if you're trying to put white on top of black, it sucks. Yeah, yeah, it would. So I did that. That was, like I said, I, my weekend was pretty laid back because of that kind of stuff. Had to get some grass cutting in and basic life things. And then other than that, I've... Uh, Past few weeks, I've bought magnets, paintbrushes, and a ton of graphic novels, which are comic books in like a five to ten issue pack. Compilation form. Yeah. Uh, what and ones did you pick up? <laughs> so I was like, I'm going to buy graphic novels. I haven't bought them in a while. I'll buy a bunch of them. I go to Barnes & Noble online, and that's where I purchase them. Mm -hmm. And I picked up like, it was all Marvel stuff. So it ended up being like X-Men and Doctor Strange and Thor. I think that was, I think those were the, essentially the brands. So it was like, there are two different X-Men volumes. Oh, and Spider-Man. That was the other one I, I ended up picking up. But I ended, so I ended up picking those ones up. And then the day after I made that, that purchase, they did, they started a buy <laughs> two, get one. Of so, course. So, I so you had a, to get more. Yeah. So I bought another set <laughs> that cost me like a third of the price. So I got like, I have like 18 books now to, to read. Plus, I have, uh, I have one I'm borrowing from Ray, which is the uh, Teen Titans Judas contract. So, did you ever watch the Teen Titans yeah. cartoon? What does Judas have to do with them? Does he betray them? Well, he's well. I mean, there is a Judas <laughs> on the team. But did you did you ever watch the Teen, Teen Titans cartoon on Cartoon Network? Yes. Was there a Judas on the team? No. Okay. There wasn't. Okay. Well, there 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 was, but not not by name. Oh, okay. Uh, so if you watch far enough into that, you they meet Tara, and then she betrays them, and she's kind of working with Slade. I don't know if I remember. And then Tara. she like brings everything down because she she has the power of like like geo geomancy. Essentially, she can control the earth around her, and actually has she can reach a lot further. Than I was that wondering too. what her name meant. Yeah, <laughs> that makes sense. Tara. So, yeah. In the original comic, it was a whole thing. It starts off with like starts off like after she had joined the team and then Kid Flash leaves the team and then Robin retires the Robin name but then eventually comes back as Nightwing. And then you know she's working with Slade and you have Brother Blood involved and it's this whole thing and like she ends up betraying she's you know she's part of the Teen Titans but then she betrays them to Slade but then she kinda has a change of heart at the same time and then she ends up dying and then they they lay her to rest as a hero because she didn't you know completely screw them over she came back and so it's a whole thing but Interesting. it's it's uh, one of those comics that are generally considered like one of the better ones you should definitely read mm -hmm. um there's like there's that there's watchmen there's um the civil war the first civil war um comic from from the marvel stuff uh and there's there's a bunch of different things you can pick from and there's a number of like very identifiable covers from different series and things you can look at and be like, oh, that's when that happened. I've been wanting to go back and read some graphic novels. Um, I've been working on reading some, I guess, self-help spiritual books would be more or less what it is. Just like, I have so many things I have yeah, started. And, but like, I want to go back and start reading something that is pleasurable for me to read. Not that mm -hmm. like spiritual self-help isn't like, cause it's actually been really enlightening to read my sh uh, shamanistic uh, book that I've been reading. It, it's taught me a lot of good things. It helped a lot with my uh, meditative practices, but there's still like just some days you just want to sit down and you don't want to necessarily learn. You just want to mm -hmm. be entertained. Well, it's like uh, for you, they're, they're, I believe, bringing back the um, Sandman mm -hmm. stuff. So yes. that universe is coming back into DC and, and whatnot. So that should be interesting to see what they're, they're doing with that. I don't know if Neil Gaiman's the one writing it this time around. I don't know. Uh, I remember seeing that they were bringing it back, but I haven't heard anything else of it. But I'm also not a huge DC person, so can't help you too much. I yeah. can tell you that's coming around. But I'm all over the place. Like I have Corey Taylor book that I started that I still haven't finished. I have Ready Player One that I started and haven't finished. There's the Dungeon World book that I started and haven't finished. <laughs> and then I have all my graphic novels. 
I'm all over the place. I'm as bad with my books as I am with my with my video games, dude. Like I start something and I'm like, ooh, there's it, something new over here. It's ooh, easy to something do. shiny. Yeah, um, I've, I've forced but, myself to only read certain types of books at the same time. Like, so if I'm reading a book for pleasure on my Kindle, I can read a physical book for learning at the same time mm-hmm. and allow myself to do that and listen to an audio book. But they can't all be on the same yeah. subjects. I can. Um, I used to. I used to be better with it because I had more. Uh, I guess break time at work when I was working some of my other jobs. We had longer lunches and mm-hmm. stuff like that. So I would read like I'd have one book in my book bag that I would read during lunch. But then I'd come home and I'd read my graphic novels because those are just easier to to have. Plus I don't like them bending, and I have a hardcover book in my book bag so yeah. it doesn't bend and get ruined. So that's how I kind of worked it out. And I would read my stuff, read my comics at home, read my book at work or whatever and then I'd, i would generally make it through a fair bit of stuff that makes sense uh i don't have as much i only get a half hour lunch break opposed to like the 45 minutes to an hour i was getting at some of my other jobs so yeah, that's i can't no really fun. do that as, as much now it's a little bit more difficult but yeah I, thankfully i get a nice break uh even when i work from home at this place so yeah. i'll just go outside and read sometimes on my lunch break yeah but i have uh i read my doc my one doctor strange book that i got and um, so i started that judas contract the teen titans book so I can give that back to Ray. Mm-hmm. And then after that, it's, I don't know, I have, I have Venom, I have Spider-Man, I have Thor, and I have X-Men. And yeah, yeah. I, I, try, I was trying to get myself caught up to at least the Secret Wars stuff on all the other characters that I was mm-hmm. reading. And then after that, I will binge my way through a bunch of other stuff later. I don't know when that'll happen. I might wait till around holiday season because that's when they do their next buy to get one. Yeah, I had recently done a lot of pleasure reading. Like, uh, I had gone through... Uh, the series of unfortunate events, even though they're kidsy books and small books, I wanted to go through them again because yeah. I'd never finished them and they have the Netflix series, um, which is eh, all right. It's not horrible, but I've had nothing great to say about the show, but also nothing bad to say about the show. Uh, is it better than the movie? I never watched the movie, okay. but I do like Neil Patrick Harris. He does good in it. He, he plays a good Count Olaf. The kids, pretty much what you could expect, I guess. It, it's the art show and the art style of the show that kind of draws me in, but also kind of gets me at the same time. I do like the Lemony Snicket narrator. I think he does a good job as portraying the author uh, who breaks the fourth wall all the time. Well, I don't know if that is that really a fourth wall when you're writing a book and you are an author telling a story. I don't know what that it, would it be. It depends. On, I, I haven't read the book, so I don't know. Yeah. But it can be. It depends on how. Because uh, a lot of times the narrator is they they can be overseeing. They they know yeah. all that's going on, and mm-hmm. the, and they you can jump between like different characters. You know, and so you as a re- as the reader know what's going on with like maybe the villain. Yeah. And then the hero doesn't know that. So when you get back to the hero, you're like, oh, you idiot! Don't do that! Don't exactly. do that! And they do it anyways. Yeah. So, um, but if the but if the narrator is also addressing you as the audience, that would still be breaking the fourth wall, in my opinion. Uh-huh. If they're if they're making comments about like, oh, if you're reading this and blah. Blah blah blah. Yeah. Because then they're exactly. then they're 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 inter- they're trying to interact with you directly rather than interacting with you through the storytelling. Yeah. I just didn't know if like there's a narrator if that fourth wall even exists at that point. I th- I personally think it yeah. does, but it depends on. I depend- not every narrator is breaking the fourth. Wall. Yeah. So I've read through those, and then so I wanted to read a little bit more serious stuff and listen to a little bit more serious stuff again. Uh, but then I need to finish. I've read three of the Ultramarines uh, 40k books, and they're they're a lot of fun. It's like you reading graphic novels, like. The shit in them is ridiculous. These space marines are jumping superhuman heights and doing superhuman things and smashing skulls of this, and it's very gory, very great, and a lot of fun. Because mm-hmm. um, the 40K, it's, it's in the grim dark. Everything is grim and everything is dark, and I love it. But I need to go back and finish the other five books of that series, the Ultramarines Omnibus, so that I could finish reading the 
or start reading the Ultramarines comic books by, I think these are by Graham McNeil, though, uh, who is just, he, he's a pretty good writer. Got to go through those, and uh, that'll probably be the next graphic novels I actually read when I get to them. <laughs> I started listening to audiobooks again because I took a hiatus on that. Going to start re-listening to a couple of audiobooks that I want to listen to every year. Deep Survival is one of them. Just keep in my mind of the act of surviving. Um, and it, it's not just like surviving out in the wilderness, it's surviving daily life, like just getting your mind in the correct mindset of doing the right thing at the right time when it needs to be done type deal. And Mark Wade is taking over uh, Doctor Strange and my next few books, something like that, book or two away. Interesting. That'll, um, that'll be cool to see uh, a new writer or artist new new writer there's a new creative team um new writer generally means a new new creative team so i don't i don't know who the artists are but and for the most part the art direction with dr strange is fucking cool um i I just enjoy it for how different it is compared to like reading a spider-man or uh an x-men just because they they play on the the magical realm type idea and what he sees compared to what's going on and uh how that looks in on the page is just cool yeah and yeah that's always interesting to see how our writers take over from other writers because i'm sure it's going to be a continuation of the story yeah, yeah it's a yeah. continue yeah, the story is continuing on and a new yeah. just new writer so he gets his arcs arc or arcs of of stories yeah because like i want my one of my favorite writers of my favorite book series fantasy book series at least uh is um Robert Jordan, and he died writing the before he finished writing the ninth book, I believe, because then Dan, yeah, Brandon Sanderson took over the tenth and eleventh book of that series, I believe, or eleventh and twelfth. But Wheel of Time. Yeah, Wheel of Time, and uh, he had to uh, end up t- take all the notes and pick up from where Robert Jordan ended up writing, and the story ended up still being good. Did it end in the same way? I don't know if it ever will have ended in the same way, but you definitely could tell it wasn't the same person writing these last couple of books, mm-hmm. and it was just so weird because they were they weren't I'd say the most crucial books in the series, but they were the most crucial books in tying up the series, obviously right. being the last couple and bringing everything to a culmination. And so I think a couple of things got left off here and there that would have been tied together better by someone else. But it's just interesting to see the flow of how it goes one way and then all of a sudden someone new picks up the project. Well, and we, we might continue s- the direction, but it takes a different route to get to the end. Yeah. Well, I mean, we partially see that with the Game of Thrones TV ser- series compared to the books. But yeah. you know, all, we may also end up seeing that in in the Game of Thrones, uh, you know, Song of Ice and Fire series books, because if George R. R. Martin passes away, the people he has picking up that series, they finish it out. You know, they have his blueprint, mm-hmm. but they get to make that story to get through to the end point of that blueprint. Exactly. Yeah, and I uh, mean, there's only supposed to be like what two more books if he just fucking write them. Yeah, and he wouldn't <laughs> fucking worry about the fucking dunk the lung prequel series. Right, he, he just he put out that that uh, Tigerian series or whatever. Yeah. yeah, I haven't actually listened to that. I've, I've only ever listened to those books. I've never read them. Yeah, so I'm, I haven't listened to that book yet. I don't know if I'm going to or not. Yeah, I listened to the first one because I, I had a spare credit on Audible, and I was like, I don't know what the fuck I'm getting this month, and I I got that because I was like, oh, George R. R. Martin did something good. I thought it was gonna be standalone. And it wasn't standalone, and I was pissed. 
And I was like, wait, so you just fucking started a new series and goddamn <laughs> you fucking a, bastard. A new series within his series that he hasn't finished. Yes, exactly. I mean, oh, god damn it. Why can't everybody just write like fucking Tolkien and goddamn uh like oh, Rolling, J.K. Yeah, Rolling. I said. Yeah, I mean, they they start a book and then they finish a series. That's what they do. Yeah. I mean, Tolkien has a Silmarillion, a Silmarillion which is just a fucking clusterfuck of a lot of stories, but that's it's okay. It, it gets the point across. Right. But then again, you have Martin has multiple times says he doesn't like the Tolkien style, even though his books aren't. He that fits. Difficult. He fits. Mm. He fits probably better in that that style than he thinks. I, yeah, I was gonna say <laughs> him he is, compared to Robert Jordan and J.R. Tolkien. Robert Jordan's more left field than either of them are. Yeah, uh, they're both over where they're at. Yeah, but I just remember there being times where like where George R. R. Martin had been like, I that's he 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 wrote horrible books. There's there everything was just so you you knew what was gonna happen. You 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 could you know you read it and you you could guess what it was like. It was all so very bland or whatever. He he went on about mm-hmm. it at one point. I remember. Yeah. And well, was, I mean, th- he was also a linguist writing an epic novel. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the stories are good. I don't personally like his writing either. It's it's too, how do you say it? Uh, not logical, but too one, two, three, pinpoint, and you have to soak in everything. Like, you can't, I mean, you can build the image in your head, but there's so much detail that's being fed to you to build that full image in your head. You just need to soak up so much information, mm-hmm. so much information. And I think it's the way that I read. I read slow, and I take in all the information. I build the scene in my head and whatnot, and that's how I, I view things. So I think with Tolkien, it just takes so long to do that that I get irritated, and it's not entertaining for me anymore because I, I don't have the setting built by the time I want to, and I'm not getting engaged. Right. I think I just figured out an issue with myself. <laughs> <laughs> I have not tried to read the uh, the Lord of the Rings books. I wanted to at one point. I still would like to. Yeah. I've read The Hobbit. Um, as a kid's book, though. Yeah, I haven't read any of them. And uh, I w- again, it's one of those things I would like to at some point. I don't know if it'll ever happen. I'd also would like to finish the uh, Chronicles of Narnia, considering I'm like more than halfway through the full collection of those books. Like in in storytelling chronological order not release chronological order. okay so like i've read the uh the magicians and the i forget what it is like the magician i want to say magician is a boy but that's that's not right it's like that's that's the horse and his boy um i know the lion the witch and wardrobe yeah this it. takes place before the, the this is like the magician thing takes place before that is how you get to the wardrobe it's how the wardrobe was made and like the story that that involves in that, and I've read that all the way through. I think I and I think I stopped somewhere in Prince Caspian. I may have gone a little bit further. I can't remember. It's been a while. It's one of those things. I have all these books. Like I'm all over the place on stuff. And I'm like, I need to get back and finish things. Yeah, I never read those before. I had ever read those. I'd probably go back and reread the Everworld books. Have you ever read those? I haven't. That's what I can equate to Narnia. It was like one of those things where the old. This other world is blending into the real world, and it, it, the other world was the mythic world of the gods. Odin was there, like all the different gods were there, and different things. Um, I think Fenris was trying to kill people in the first book. I, I don't remember exactly, but yeah, Loki is there. I, a lot of the first book was the uh, Norse gods, and I think each book subsequently leads in more mythologies. But if I ever did, like, went back to kidsy stuff, that would probably be what I, I would do. It was part of the scholastic things back in the day. You could always get them at the book fairs. But I also want to go back and reread Captain Underpants. That is one graphic novel I want to reread. I went to go try to find my books somewhere once, and I couldn't find them, so I might need to buy them digitally just so I always have them. I never read any of those. I, I, I enjoyed that when I was a kid. I don't know why. Uh, God, there was there's one. I can't remember what it was now. It was one of the books that, like, the, like teachers would read 
and they for whatever reason you'd end up getting further along in the series because various teachers would pick it up and I can't remember what it was now. Flat Stanley comes to mind, but that's not the one I'm thinking of. This was one that had like it was a two brothers and one of them was almost like uh Dennis the Menace style hmm. yeah, character. I, don't know. I can't remember the name of the of the, the story that I'm thinking of. Yeah, I could not remember what that uh that one was. I just remember third grade is when uh my teacher started reading Harry Potter to us and I got hooked into that. I had a teacher read that the the Harry Potter book to us and I that just made me not want to read the Harry Potter book. Because oh, I just it it was so boring to me. Like I, I don't know if it was the way she read it or what it was. It was also science class and I don't understand why we were we were reading Harry Potter in science class. And uh, I just it didn't didn't hook me, and I was never I never I never got caught on the books. I enjoyed the movies, never got caught on the books. Tom, science is magic, and magic is science. I mean, I'm not gonna it disagree, <laughs> but at the same time, yeah, I was in class, and I wasn't expecting that science class was gonna we were, we were gonna be reading a book. Yeah. Plus, I'm like trying to stay away because I'm close to like the front of the class, and it just wasn't wasn't good. Yeah, we definitely did that in like third grade during our English portion of the class, so it, it was very fitting. And then during our nap portion of class, or what a head head down time instead of playing heads down seven up, <laughs> or heads up seven up, whichever the one that was. Yeah, I know. Sure, I, I, I just remember playing that in that class too. So I'm trying to look up a um, a book that I don't know if you'd be interested or not, but it's essentially like the atheist version of Chronicles of, of Narnia because Chronicles of Narnia is very like godsy Christian Christian based. I mean, mm-hmm. that's pretty much what it what it's working on and uh someone made it it was like golden compass that's what it was oh, okay the golden compass that. is the is the um is someone else's take essentially the same thing as as chronicles of narnia but it was like an atheist view point i, I think need to at least it was written find in that, that to listen to so i don't know i i, I remember hearing about it because they made the they made the one movie and that was it and they never came back to that series because that movie did a horrible job I don't know how how good the books are either. So uh, if you if you do end up reading that, let me know because I'd be interested to to know how that is. You know, anything that has a um, a level of of um, trying to explain the the world, like Narnia has the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, mm-hmm. and, and how the that whole world comes to be, and 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 that idea ideology. But then you know, so having having another viewpoint is always cool. I mean, that's why I like. Uh, the the Greek mythologies and, and various mythologies because there there's so much that they offer. All those are gonna show you some truths to the to life. It it, it mm, they show truths to to the life of that time period. Yeah. Well, even now and they still do. Even uh, like the Good Samaritan type deal in the Bible, you can apply that to today. Fair enough. Life. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Fair enough. I I wasn't thinking of quite that. Yeah. Like, like all the morals and things that you learn yes. from that. Yes. Yes. The Not morals, like yeah, oh yeah. I I need to go <laughs> defeat a giant with a sling because that's how you defeat a giant. <laughs> right. Well, that's what I was thinking. I was thinking more like those stories. I'm like, yeah. I mean, I can see that how that works for like their time period. But yeah. Not, no. Not necessarily. Um, but like, no, I do agree. Like they're. Thing, there are morals and things you can pick up from any of those that, that can carry over to Yeah, That was day. one of the biggest things I pulled from my Greek achievement class. Uh, one of the things my teacher has said. He said, it doesn't have to be real for something to be true. For something to be true just means it still applies or something like that. So Good Samaritan didn't have to be real, but what happened there can be a true thing that can happen. Right. It, and things like that, like uh, Odysseus's whole journey might not have been real, but the trials and tribulations he went through or trials and tribulations we all go through in our lives, those situations, we might not have been um, sucked into an island and kept there by a succubus for years and years and years, but we've all had a bad relationship. Right. <laughs> I mean, there's, there's also historical value to, to some of those things, too, yeah. which is always nice. Um, you know, especially when you are looking at what's offered in um, like cross multiple 
theologies. Oh, yeah. To the news corner. <laughs> to the corner with my dunce cap. If that's what you want. Uh, that's so what I'll do. So we'll start over here with um, some politicalness, because why not? And uh, this isn't the first time this has happened. This is just the most recent one that this has happened with. But co-founder and former leader of it, of the conservative UK Independence Party, Far, Far I guess I think his name is pronounced Farage. Uh, but he has, I guess he's been outspoken on anti-immigration, European Union, uh, anti-immigration and European Union critic, as well as a Fox News contributor, go figure. He's been using the um, Rage Against the Machine logo. I forget what all he was using. I know he was using the, the Rage Against the Machine logo, I think, for like a podcast or something. And they sent him a, dece- a cease and desist order. Mm-hmm. Part of the, the letter says, Your surprising attempt to associate yourself with Rage Against the Machine is wholly inappropriate and completely inexplicable, unless it's part of some kind of bizarre cleansing ritual. <laughs> Whatever the motivation, please stop. Stop using... Rage Against the Machine's name and logo. Change the name of your podcast and find some other target to troll. We suggest President Trump. Makes sense. <laughs> uh, but the fact that you're going to be like an anti-immigration type person, you're going to use Rage Against the Machine as your as the person you're going to take like logos and use the name from, kind of ridiculous considering they spent so much time and even most of those, maybe, well, all of those members, but most of those members went on to Prophets of Rage and they're still fighting those same arguments and, and, and reminding people how stupid they are for the anti-immigration uh, laws and things that are going on. Yeah, if you're going to pick a cause to fight against, make sure you pick a name that also fights against it and right. not, like, yeah, I don't know. There was, oh, I want to say it was... Um, Maybe back when, like the for the election when Obama got, when Obama won, I think one of the Republicans was using Rage Against the Machine. I want to say it was that. It may, it may have been this last election, but someone was using I think Rage Against the Machine, and I think it was Tom Morello came out and was like, "Yeah, you literally stand for everything we fight against. Mm-hmm. Don't use that. Don't don't do that, please." <laughs> like it wasn't a cease and uh, cease and desist order, but it was like you're stupid for using this because we literally fight everything that you've been putting out there Mm -hmm. yeah i don't people people are dumb they don't research what they're using as their own propaganda and then realize oh wait fuck that's that's the opposite of what i wanted right i mean that you can go back to that with like the um police lives matter thing when they were using they they commandeered the uh punisher emblem yeah and marvel came out and went no you can stop using that right now yeah we we're not gonna (laughs) allow this and and then on top of that is like the fact that people don't understand that the Punisher has killed dirty cops on multiple occasions, and then they're using it to protect cops is just kind of ironic. Yeah, and so dumb. I mean, I, I get like, hey, lives matter and whatnot, but when you're using something, make sure you know what you're using, including like its backstory, because it it's not as cut and dry as you might think. I mean, look at um, the the swastika. I mean, it was a was it Hindu? Good luck emblem originally or something like that the thing i want to say was for some reason i want to pick i'm using saying hindu i, I don't know why if that's right or uh, not, no but I, I believe you're correct it's it's like a mirrored image so like one of them swirls right and one of them swirls left but if you're if you're looking at it and you're just a, a normal person looking at it, you go oh that's a swastika that's a nazi emblem yeah sanskrit for good fortune yeah okay yeah and so it's just one of those things like it's you you may be using it because you really found this the, the, the Sanskrit thing is you're into it or whatever, but if you're not thinking of the full context of what you're using, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, you find out that you're 
you, you're reminded by somebody that, hey, that's also a, a exactly. Nazi emblem. Because people fuck up shit for everybody else. Oh, yeah. And that's unfortunately how it goes. Oh, yes. I got one other... Th- I got, well, I got one game thing here. Uh, they, they released some information on the Pokemon Let's Go games. Mm-hmm. So uh, there's images of Jesse and James in the game. Jesse James? What? Jesse and James. Oh, I thought he was going to make him build a car at a garage. Nope. Okay. Yeah, no, uh, well, I thought cool. you were going with the. I thought you were actually going to go with like the um the, no, the Western well, no. outlaw. The Did you notice that all of the 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 Rocket League duos were like because there was them and there was another set too, but they, and they were all named after various outlaws. I didn't realize that. No. Yeah. Sure. I can't remember what the other one was now. It's like I'm gonna have to look that up now. I was gonna say, is it uh, Butch and Cassidy? Yes. Okay. That's what it was. I can't remember. Sundance Kid. Yeah. I can't remember if there was another one, but they had Butch and Cassidy and Jesse James. Uh-huh. Um, and yeah, yeah, it was just fun, mm-hmm. random thing that they, cause like cool. all of the professors, well, most of the professors are named after trees, yes. except for like a couple of random ones here and there. It, I like how they, they keep up on that stuff, yeah. but, uh, it should be cool to see them back in this, especially cause it's going to be going back to yellow versions, what they say. Yeah. They use the yellow version as their, their template as their, what they were kind of aiming for. And then you also saw uh, Pikachu fighting against some legendaries. Oh, he did. I didn't yeah. pay that much attention. Yeah. Um, also, the article uh, noted that you could see Pikachu fighting Moltres and Zapdos. Oh. But there are no wild Pokemon fights. So, can you fight the legendaries and collect the legendaries after fighting them? It'll be interesting. I imagine so. And I, there are wild fights. There are Pokemon trainer battles, no wild fights. Yeah, there are. Well, okay. Well, I guess not wild fights. They're, they're, they're wild encounters. That's what I'm thinking of. That's oh. why I was confused. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, if he's battling those. Uh, I imagine it might be similar to like the raid system for mm-hmm. Pokemon and Go. That's what I was thinking too. Because you can you can raid battle the um, the legendaries and, and some stuff. So it might be that. Uh, but the other thing that I saw was the three exclusives that they've noted so far for each version. So you have Oddish, Sandshrew, and Growlithe in the Let's Go Pikachu, and Bellsprout, Vulpix, and Meowth in Let's Go Eevee. Those are the three that have at least been announced so far. There could be more. Well, Oddish, uh, why is he? Well, Oddish in one game, Bellsprout in the other. Both yeah. of them are three-piece evolutions. Assuming uh, I that, guess, yeah, assuming yeah. that Oddish I guess doesn't get the have the rest of his along yeah. with it. Yeah, true. assuming that Oddish doesn't. You're not getting like um, the, they had they had an offshoot for mm-hmm. Oddish at, at one point where you could get Vile uh, Plume or something else, and Bio so. It, yeah. I do like Vileplume. Okay, maybe Oddish is okay in that game. I, I would like Meowth, but I, I'm going to get the Pikachu version. I would, sure. I would I would like probably either Growlithe or, or Sandshrew. Um, but yeah, I'm very happy with I'm, I'm super happy. With, well, I'm super happy with the fact that me and Vulpix. Yeah, I, of course you are. But I'm just Sandshrew, he's sweet. And hopefully it's not the Alolan Sandshrew. Um, I think well, I think there's there's a possibility of both because it says Sandshrew. This doesn't say Alolan Sandshrew, yeah. but I do remember them saying something about the getting the Alolan versions in the game because we talked about that. We we're mm-hmm. like that kind of really just doesn't make any sense because at that point they're just invasive species. Yes, like they 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 shouldn't be the Alolan versions in Kanto. Not at all. And if they are, they they're fucking everything so, up. Someone, Dragon type executor. I was say someone's releasing the uh, is, is an irresponsible owner is just releasing their pets into the wild. Yes, that's exactly what it is. Pretty much. And remember, kids, uh, get your Pokemon spayed and neutered so the population <laughs> does not rise. Yeah. And anything else you want to talk about for Pokemon Go before you or uh, Let's Go? Nothing that I can think of else for Let's Go. I am I have to say getting a little bit more interested in the idea as it comes. 
I'm interested to play it to see what what it's gonna be like, but yeah, I don't have high hopes for it. Neither I have high I. I have higher hopes for the full fledged game that's gonna come, I guess, next year. Yeah, at least that's what they're saying. I'm waiting for some other games first. Yeah, I I have it on pre order, so I'll end up getting it. But I'm definitely more interested in like uh, Mario Party and Smash Brothers. Yes, so much more interested in Mario Party. Um, but the last article I have in my news corner over here. Did you? ever see that they had a voting contest for naming a new research vessel uh, in the UK? I had heard about this. Okay. So the internet, <laughs> you've heard about it. I don't know if anyone else has, but uh, so the internet took it over as they do and they voted in, they, they had, there's a couple of like legit names on the list, but then somehow they got Bodie McBoater face on it. <laughs> Who doesn't want Bodie McBoatface? <laughs> yeah. So they got Bodie McBoatface on this list. And the internet took charge and did, did what the internet did and ruined nice things. And they I don't think they ruined anything there. They voted, they voted for this research vessel to be called Bodie McBoatface, which is fucking great. Who doesn't want it? Um, Except for the goddamn scientists now. Well, the, the, the UK was never going to allow this vessel to be called Bodie McBoatface. They, they did sh- pass the, the name on to one of the uh, the autonomous uh, submarines. But the the boat is actually going to be named the RSS Sir David <clears throat> Sir David Attenborough. And uh, it's going to spend a lot of time in the doing polar exploration, having researchers on to, to work on that and more climate change type stuff, how it's affecting the, the icebergs and the melting ice caps and stuff. Um, Which- and trying to get to areas that haven't quite been able to get to because the ice is thicker and they're trying to get through which would be sweet and i i can't say that sir david Attenborough shouldn't have a boat named after him but there should be a fucking boat doing this named buddy mcboatface but i mean at least they they did pass it on to one of its uh one of its autonomous you know yeah yeah i mean one of the three that's gonna be on there but i'm gonna always refer to that boat as buddy mcboatface if it ever comes up i mean i i think it'd be awesome to to have buddy mcboatface do your research down in the in the deep blue sea. Oh, I think so too. I mean, who doesn't want that? Sending, we're sending Bodie McBoatface down to to go collect samples today. <laughs> that would be fun. <laughs> Who's piloting Bodie McBoatface today? <laughs> but yeah, so that's a really cool thing. They're you know obviously pushing for more environmental research. Yeah, it's needed. We need to get the research out there. We need to figure out what to do with this planet and get it fixed, even though it'll probably never happen. Yeah, yeah. Other than that, I've. I've not known what's been going on much since I've been out of connection since Friday. Yeah, there wasn't much. I didn't really find any um, any article. Like, I found these three that were of at least some interest, mm-hmm. um, some a little bit more than others. And the only other thing that really caught my eye was I just saw an article that they're bringing back the Marvel What If series. What If? Yes. So What If is like... They brought it back? Well, they're going to bring it back. But what if they did? But but they are. <laughs> but yeah, so they're, they're bringing it back. And what it is, it's... Basically, they take a tale, like one of the stories that's been done, and they say, what if this happened instead? So you get things like, um, there, there have been like some of those stories that have branched out into full-fledged like worlds within mm-hmm. Marvel. But like, what if the Hulk didn't come down from a rage and he killed everybody? Or so he, went, he went on a rage and something, he did something else and it led to this, these events. That'd be interesting. Or, I mean, they've, and, and DC has like what they call the Elseworld series. So they do they do stuff like that, mm-hmm. and it's cool to see them take their stories and turn it very in a very different um, direction. And in, depending on how they change those things, 
you can later on you'll get some of those stuff some of that stuff will come back like red hulk was a is, is now a character but he was kind of formed earlier on in a in a, one of those what if stories and a bunch of other stories that came out that have been big big events have been like these what if stories at one point it's really their way of testing the water see if something will if there's any interest in it or, or whatnot and then like it's years and years later, it's like maybe 20 years later, they pull the story out and go, no, I'm going to take this idea and I'm going to run with it. I know Superman used to have Bizarro. That's a, that's a character altogether, yeah. Yeah, but like it, there was always that alternate everything. Like everything's weird and not what normal in this. So Yeah, the Bizarro world. Yeah. Um, the, the Superman Elseworld to be more like um, Superman Red Sun, things might, might be called. It's if Superman landed in the Soviet Union, in like Russia, and he was raised in Russia and he had the Soviet standards not the american standards and how that would look mm-hmm. injustice is another one that's kind of like that except it's become its whole other series in it, in and of itself which is like superman superman gets tricked by the joker into killing lois lane mm-hmm. and then he goes crazy and he kills the joker and then he goes on this spree of killing the Everything. villains mm-hmm. and then the superheroes like no that's not what we do and then he starts fighting the superheroes and it's been this whole ongoing thing for a while interesting that sounds odd yeah that'd be interesting to see where they go with some of those stories trying to do something different at least yes the marvels in they're, they're starting like they're a new reboot they're calling it the fresh start uh-huh. so a lot of comics are getting another a new number one and yeah they're they're trying to bring new people in and so by offering like some of their old spring some of their old series back like what if it kind of gives mm-hmm. different places for people to jump in enjoy things also people who've been fans for a while or, or know the history of stuff can pick these things up and be like oh so this is what it might have been like back in the day or, or whatnot okay cool um yeah i do remember you saying the reboot saw uh, the one time yeah so the rebooting the reboots itself Oh, yeah, here's another perfect example of, of a what-if story. What if Jane Foster picked up the Thor's hammer in became, the very beginning and became Thor? Mm-hmm. Well, eventually that actually became a thing altogether, but in a totally different format and story form. Yeah. But it was an idea that was put back, like, years ago. Years before that, and then it actually happened. That's kind of cool. Good way to uh, scratch the surface, see how it's liked. Yes. But I did realize that I did uh, get into some news and political stuff this weekend. <laughs> I forgot that uh, one of the talks I went to, um, or I, I ended up walking past this one. It was after one of the talks that I, I'd went to before. It was about uh, meditation, guided meditation uh, at the main stage. And then I walked past later on, and it was the same panel of people doing another talk. But it was how to uh, stop fascism in America. <laughs> and there's a huge Trump head on stage being tossed around. And I was very confused. And I'm like, am I on drugs? No, I'm not on drugs. There is a Trump head on stage right now. This is very interesting. Alrighty then. Well, it is getting political now. And then uh, I woke up, uh, woke up in the tent, and I didn't want to get up, even though it was hot as fuck. But then I just hear this conversation going on in a tent over from me, and it's about how Trump's actually not doing too bad right now, man. Blah 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 blah. I think he's gonna make weed legalized. I think he'll be a pretty good president if he does that. And I'm like, is this what you're basing? your entire judgment of this man on of that he might make weed legal to piss someone off. Yeah, I mean, but that's, that's I mean, it wouldn't matter what president it would be, though. If, if a president, whether it was le- Obama, yeah. whether it was, whether it's Trump, whether it's whoever's after Trump or whoever's after that, if they legalize weed, there are people who that are going to yeah. say that. There's, there's, I mean, to, to the same point, there are also people who, who would say that, like, Hillary was would have been a good president because she's a female. Mm-hmm. And doesn't that none of that yeah. is necessarily true. 
You know, people said Trump would be a good president because he was a businessman. He was a horrible businessman. <laughs> yeah. but that's besides not the point. Not necessarily true. <laughs> it's that's the idea. It's not necessarily true, but people hold those beliefs rather than looking at the collection of what he's doing. And right now, Trump's just uh, doing various meetings with world leaders and just pissing everybody off. Oh himself. yeah, exactly. He's got that meeting he was, what, he was next in, week in the UK. Or uh, he was, was in this week. He was in Britain, I think, this past weekend. Okay. He's meeting. He was meeting with uh, Putin like today. Oh, today Putin. or tomorrow. He's meeting with him this week, and um, yeah, he's been doing all kinds of stuff, just pissing everybody off. And then uh, he's been having his tariff wars with everybody. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, we're going to tariff China, and we're going to tariff Canada, and we're going to tariff everyone. You get a tariff, and you get a tariff, <laughs> and you get a tariff. Everyone gets a tariff. He should just tariff himself. He should. But so there, there are people, there are like tons of things getting uh, basically rising in price now, like um, my job, for example, and we have a lot of steel stuff that we use for rebuilding truck parts. So a lot of that's all going up in price. Um, and then I just saw a post of uh, Magic the Gathering. Those cards, apparently, those are come out. Those come out of Canada, mm-hmm. which I didn't know that. But the Wizarding Coast, they are going to be charging more because they're all their stuffs on that list of tariffs. <laughs> oh, magic players. Are so mag- yeah, magic. Well, magic players are anybody who who gets the the you know Wizard Wizard and, of the yeah, Coast any of cards. the D stuff. Yeah. Like the books, I'm sure will be tariff then if they are produced in Canada too. I don't know. Yeah, I don't. I don't know what, but it's just one of those things. Like all of these goods and services and stuff are going to end up going up in price because of these tariffs, and that doesn't really help anybody. No, and we're gonna. You'll essentially probably see another recession because people won't. But spend it's okay, as much. Tom, because we get like a little bit more money because of this tax break. Yeah. So yeah. we can we can afford the tariffs because he already gave us a tax break. So yeah, we're right there, and that's why we're even more in debt because of the tax break. Right. Or the country, as I should say. Yeah. Oh, well, we should just cut off Trump's head and start throwing around stage. I feel like that wouldn't help things. No, but it sounds like a fun time, a fun game of pass the head, pickle in the middle, little hands in the middle. Yeah, I'm going to pass on that. Okay. Not, not for passing around, you know, bloody heads. It's just not my thing. What if you use the lightsaber, though? I suppose that, that should cauterize it. It does in every movie. Yeah. I mean, that makes sense. It's a, it's it's a super hot beam. Yeah. yeah. I don't know how hot it is, but I'm sure it's hot. Uh, the assumption would be somewhere around the temperature of plasma, so it'd be very, very, very hot. Which begs the question: Why the if you li- if you well if you well not just your hand, but you in general? I mean, like even if you say, oh well, there's a guard on on the lightsaber, even though there's not really a guard on the lightsaber, but if there was, that would be protecting your hand. But what protects like the rest of your body? Nothing. <laughs> the robes. Then your face gets burned off. They actually have a mystical aura. Technically, matter. they do. They have the force. The force is with me. And also with you. Peace be with you. I guess. If you <laughs> if you want to take this religiously now, even it though the force is, it is. Jedi's are religious or a religion. It is. I met a self proclaimed Jedi not that long ago. Yeah, those do exist. Yeah, they do. He he's actually running a pagan festival at the ledges, if uh that is still occurring because I also heard he might have gotten thrown out for being creepy. <laughs> <laughs> so Right. He he, he kind of did throw off that vibe when I met him. Not to me, but I can imagine any any females who might walk up to him might uh, be a little creeped out. All right. So, yeah. Females, check out them Jedi and make sure they're not creepers before you talk to them. <laughs> Anything else from the Thomas world? No, not really. Yeah, no, no, yeah, nothing. I think next week we'll have a couple more updates and things coming out. No, we'll uh, be looking to see some 40K updates from uh, Kill Team coming out, see what that's all about. Uh, they've been, I guess they've been releasing like maybe once a week or something like that. They've been pulling up some of the teams and yep. and releasing some of the teams. Yeah, they've been doing good about giving uh, snippets here and there. So maybe we'll uh, gather up some of that information, release it to you 
Let your ears listen and learn. Until then, I'm Sam. I'm Tom. Have a good one. Later.